Because when Christ came, he made it clear that our real enemies were no longer men and countries, but spiritual forces of evil. And he tells us time and time again in the New Testament that we are indeed at war and that we are chosen to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Okay, well, you know, in the book of John, the Lord said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. Isn't it great to know this morning that when it comes to fighting our life's battles, we don't have to do it by ourselves? That we have God on our side? (laughs) You know, in the Old Testament, we find many stories of battles and warfare that's waged by the children of Israel against their enemies. And what's interesting to me is that even though the Israelites were armed with the conventional weapons of the day like swords and spears, most of the time their enemies far outnumbered them and had superior military capabilities. So they were always finding themselves in impossible situations. And they faced certain defeat unless God intervened on their behalf. Now having God Almighty help you fight your enemies sounds like a pretty easy way to turn the tide in your favor. But when you consider some of the outrageous things that God required them to do before he helped them, then you realize that it took a lot of faith for them to obey him. Now, we all know the story of Moses and the parting of the Red Sea, and we know the story of David and Goliath. But God was always doing something incredible on their behalf. Like when he told Joshua to take Jericho, but they had to march around it seven times to do it and blow their horns. That must have seemed like a a strange way to take a city. Or in the battle of Gibeon, Joshua asked God to stop the sun and the moon so he could finish the battle. And God did it. I mean, who has the nerve to ask God to do that? I guess Joshua did. And my favorite story is when King Jehoshaphat had these three different armies coming after them. And so the king had his army sing praise and worship songs on the front lines. And as they sang, God confused the three enemy armies, and they ended up attacking each other and destroyed each other. Now, can you imagine being a soldier in King Jehoshaphat's army, and you see these three armies coming, and you're ready and you're prepared to fight, and you get ordered to sing instead of fight? I mean, don't you think there might have been a little apprehension? A few eyes rolling back in your head? You know? Fight or sing? Okay, we're going to sing. And they, I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. 
But their faith was tested, is what I'm saying. And God delivered them because of their obedience. You see, God was always showing his children that he was God. But he always did it in an unexpected, surprising way. When they trusted him, he would fight their battles for them. But he always worked contrary to any natural expectations that they had. Well, did you know that as many wars and battles as there were in the Old Testament, there are none discussed in the New Testament because when Christ came, he made it clear that our real enemies were no longer men and countries, but spiritual forces of evil. And he tells us time and time again in the New Testament that we are indeed at war and that we are chosen to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. But the greatest thing that he tells us is that just like the Father took care of the Israelites all those times, he will still fight our battles for us. He will be our sword. And the word says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. You know, sometimes I think we need to be reminded that we have with us today the same God who fought those battles and achieved victories in such a spectacular way. He's still God, you know. And he's still spectacular. And today the battle is fierce for our hearts and our minds and for our children's hearts and minds. But our God is the same God who told King Jehoshaphat when the enemy legions were upon him, he said, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the battle isn't yours. It's mine. So whatever battle that you're engaged in today in your life, hold on to those words. For you're not alone. Take heart. For he has overcome the world. The battle is the Lord's. And victory for you is assured in Jesus' name. Are you struggling with financial matters in your life? Coming up next, Bobby will share his favorite scriptures that keep him confident and centered on issues regarding finances. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Uh, I couldn't help it. I, I thought this was, this was funny and I had to share it. At least I know half of you will think it's funny. Okay, here goes. God created the earth. Then he rested. Then God created man. Then he rested. Then God created woman. Since then, no one has rested. (laughs) 
Oh, come on. I want to encourage you in your finances today because if you've been having money troubles lately, I want you to know that there's hope for your situation and more important, there is help for you today through the wisdom and power of God's Word. Now, how many know there is power in the Word of God? Did you know that when Jesus was challenged and tempted by Satan, that Jesus used three words every time to put the devil in his place? Do you remember what those words were? It is written. And you see, once it's written, that's it. So there's truth and there's power in the Word, and the Word shares with us truth and power in regard to our finances. And you know, I've, I've been up here talking about money and finances and giving for years. At some point, I know I've shared pretty much everything that I know about it, but I can tell you that when I am struggling with anything, and especially money issues, which, which I can tell you arise often, I've learned there is no better place to turn than to the Word of God. So today, today, please let me share with you my favorite verses of Scripture that keeps me centered and gives me some perspective on all the issues that I have with money. And the first one I want to share is a promise. Corey Ten Boom, she gets the credit for saying this, let God's promises shine on your problems. In Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul is so thankful for all the support and generosity that he's received from the Philippians, that he says this, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. You see, whatever we go through with money, God will meet our needs. And notice he didn't say he might meet our needs or that he would meet some of our needs. He said, God will meet all of our needs. Praise the Lord. Now that's a promise that we can hold on to. The next scripture I want to share that has meant so much to me is a simple instruction. It's Malachi 3.10, and you've heard me say it here many times. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. That there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven. And see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing. You will not be able or you will not have room enough for it. Now to me, this is one of the most remarkable scriptures in the Bible. It not only tells us what we should do but it tells us what will happen if we do. It's an instruction with a promise. It's like an email with an attachment. The Lord is actually daring us to test him and watch him work miracles in our financial lives. And can I tell you something? I've tested this scripture in my own life. And I have found this, his word to be absolutely true. And I don't have enough time to tell you all the amazing ways that he has proved it to me. Including this week. 
And the truth is, if I did tell you, I'm not so sure you could believe me. The next scripture is important because it's a warning. It comes from 1 Timothy 6.10 and it says, For the love of money is a root of all evil. Now, first of all, many people misquote or misunderstand this passage. It doesn't say that money is evil. It says the love of money is evil. But why is this warning so critical? Because money has the potential to become too important in our lives. Having plenty of money can cause all kinds of problems, temptations, obsessions. Not having enough money can elevate its importance, cause us to obsess or compromise on how to get more of it. So we can't forget that we're supposed to acquire money, we're supposed to use it, we're supposed to be stewards of it, but we can never fall in love with it. I like this saying. It goes like this. A wise man should have money in his head, but not in his heart. That's a good one. You can keep that. Now, you might ask, how do I know if I love money or not? Well, the answer is usually found when confronted with the prospect of giving some of your money away. And I'll let you think about that one for a minute. Okay, my last scripture for you that means so much to me is a truth. An eternal truth. 2 Corinthians 9 and 6. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So simple a concept. It sounds like it comes from Proverbs, doesn't it? But this one comes from the Apostle Paul. Also, and he's telling us that we are the ones who are in control of our generosity and that there is an equal reaction to our actions. So let me ask you, is this another test for us, like in Malachi 3, where we can test the wisdom of the Word? Well, again, I'd like to submit to you that based on my own life experience, the answer is yes. It absolutely is. And it also reveals to the truth of another old saying that was birthed somewhere Back in our earlier church, most of you will know it. You never think too much about it, but it's a good one. It's the one that says you can't outgive God. Are you struggling with financial matters in your life? I believe the answer you're looking for is found in the Word of God. But the most important thing is we have to go beyond just accepting God's word as truth and begin standing on those truths and living in confidence that his word and his promises are meant to be exercised, meant to be activated in our daily life. And if we'll do that, if we'll just trust God and stand on his word, then we can know that something good is going to happen with our finances In Jesus' name. No matter what state your life is in, God knows the truth and He still loves you. There is nothing that will shock God. Go to Him and ask for His help. He is waiting for you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tool Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the ultra-cool and handy Slim, at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I want to take you back to a famous scene in a big movie several years ago. In the climactic courtroom scene, the young Navy prosecutor, played by Tom Cruise, was grilling the egocentric Marine commander, played by Jack Nicholson. The young attorney grew so frustrated with the witness's answer that he suddenly turned and looked him in the eye and said, I want the truth. And Jack Nicholson blurted out, you can't handle the truth. How many remember that scene? I thought so. Have you ever had a situation when you were afraid to be completely honest with someone because you didn't want to take responsibility for their reaction? Well, here's a story about handling the truth. A father passing by his 15-year-old son's bedroom was astonished to see the bed nicely made and everything picked up. Then he saw an envelope propped up on the pillow. It was addressed simply, Dad. With the worst premonition, he opened the envelope and began reading. Dear Dad, it is with great regret and sorrow that I'm writing you. I had to elope with my new girlfriend, Stacy, because I wanted to avoid a scene with Mom and you. She is really nice, but I knew you wouldn't approve of her because of all of her tattoos, her piercings, and motorcycle clothes, and because she's so much older than I am. Please don't worry about me, as the commune we'll be living in has a great leader who has the ability to communicate with animals and has promised to teach me how to plant sunflower seeds. It may be a while before I can contact you. Love, Brian. P.S. Dad, none of the above is true. I'm really over at Charlie's house. I just wanted you to know that there are worse things than the grades on the report card you will find on my desk. Please call when it is safe to come home. Well, most of us have been in a place before where we have tried to avoid having to deal with the truth. But the more I study some of the key relationships God had with people in the Bible, the more obvious it becomes that God can handle the truth about us. I mean, just think about it. 
none of the men in the great stories of the Old Testament God used were perfect. But the common thread among them was an honest and very open relationship with God. And when we read these accounts, you see them complaining to God, arguing and second-guessing his decisions. Abraham actually negotiated with God. David accuses God of being unfair. Job showed his bitterness during his ordeal, and Jacob wrestled with God for his blessing. These men challenged God, and God loved them for it, because God thrived on the passion of his creations. While certainly not an equal, these men became friends with God, and like any true friendship, it encompassed every human form of emotion and frankness that comes with it. I love what Rick Warren said about this. He said, what appears as audacity, God views as authenticity. Genuine friendship is built on full disclosure. You know, I have to confess that when it comes to reading the Word, for most of my adult life, I almost always gravitated to the New Testament, where the words of Christ are so meaningful and the teachings of Paul are so valuable. Leaving the stories of old in my distant childhood, Sunday school past, but recently, the Old Testament has come alive in a fascinating new way, unveiling things about God that I, I never saw before. Like this, no matter what we've done or no matter what state our life is in, even with the knowledge that God knows everything about us, we tend to be like the boy trying to prep his dad about his bad grades, afraid he couldn't handle the truth. We want to run and hide from God, who is the very one who wants to hear all about it. You've got questions for God today? Are you angry at God? Is there bitterness or resentment that you have no answer for? Well, you know what? God can handle the truth about you. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. 
Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.